This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello and welcome to Chatting Human Design. I am your host, Janelle Turner. My guest today, I met last summer during a human design mentorship program that was absolutely wonderful. Shout out Jess Fields. And she comes to us from California today. She is an artist, a content creator, a human design reader. Really, what aren't you, Sammy? What aren't you? <laughs> so everybody, please welcome Sammy to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, um, kind of you know, going off what you said, what am I not? Um, and I think that ties into what we're gonna be chatting about today, my, my open G-Center and my, it feels like lack of commitment, but I mean, I feel like I float between so many interests all the time. Um, so my like, the Renaissance soul in me has, has knowledge on so many different things and my interest is sparked and ignited by so many things that um, I tend to just pick up a bunch of things. <laughs> but um, I have my bachelor's of fine arts in acting. I am a lover of emotions and like dissecting the human experience. I'm currently working in marketing um, and creating wow. graphics. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I really love, you know, learning about the human psyche, the human, like what makes us us and um, yeah, I guess that's a good. That's been a common thread with my guests lately is really wanting to understand the human concept and the psyche and all those things. What's your type? What's your profile? Give us some human design knowledge. Yeah, I'm a three, five, uh, manifesting generator. Oh, well that makes sense, right? <laughs> Testing it all out. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel it. Um, and, you know, before I found human design, uh, I didn't really think about it from that perspective, but um, gosh, I mean, now, you know, knowing human design is like, wow, that all makes sense. <laughs> and then the open G center. And like, for me, it's completely open. I have no channels. Wow. Um, so sometimes I just feel like I'm floating, <laughs> right. just like here, um, right. which in itself is also a gift, you know, to be able to to be that open, to be that, that much of a holding of space. But sometimes, you know, it can also just feel like, you know, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. today's topic is who am I? The undefined or open in Sammy's case, G-Center. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who's unfamiliar, the G-Center in human design is the energy for identity, love, direction, who we are, where we're going. That's the identity center or G center. I'm gonna probably switch back and forth. I'm so used to calling it the identity center, but there are two names for this center. G center, identity center, same thing. So there are four love gates in the center, four direction gates. And as Sammy said, she has no gates. I, on the other hand, have all of the direction gates and one of the love gates. So while we have the undefined center in common, I have more access to some of the energies that are involved in this particular center. 
and Sammy has access. It is just inconsistent. It's here and it's not. We don't know when it's coming. We don't know where it's going to be. And that's kind of the whole theme of this center is, is where should we be? Who should we be? Who's mm -hmm. going to love us? So those are the questions usually with the undefined uh, G center. We're shapeshifters, we're guides. The places we go and the people that we meet are super important to us and to our path. Mm -hmm. And that's something that was actually really cool for me to learn when we took our mentorship program together because I'm a very independent, I don't need anybody, I don't need anything type of person. So to learn that it would really benefit me to make more personal connections and to go to more places where other people are was scary at first, but now I've realized I can one, take it in my own pace and two, just kind of experiment. I'm a three, six. So we both have the three in common, which is just experiment away. Mm -hmm. And it's been really cool to me. This has been a really interesting center for me to learn about because growing up, my mother was very much like pick an identity, pick your friends, pick who you are, what you're going to be. And that felt so not correct. And now after learning about human design, I was like, oh, it wasn't correct. It was okay that I liked, she thought I was easily swayed and easily my mind could be changed by any person, but it was really, I was just kind of taking it in stride and sampling other people's energies. And now I know what that was like, right? Mm -hmm. Do you want to share your experience? I'm sure it was similar. For sure. I mean, just kind of going off of what you were saying, as far as like your mother saying, like you, you have to pick something. Um, I feel like the world is like that and it's not intentional. It's like, um, like even if you're watching like a game show, they're like, who are you? What do you do? Like, what is your one thing? It's wow. like human beings are so much more than I'm a school teacher. You know what I mean? Like there's so much more to who we are than what we do. And like to act like our job title and like encapsulates that, that aspect of our individuality. Like, I feel like it's soul crushing. <laughs> like right? to a certain wow. extent. I never um, thought of it like that. That's awesome. Like whenever someone asks me that, it like blows my mind. I'm like, what am I not? Like, what, what are you not? You know what I mean? Like there's so much more to us than what we do. Um, so that's always been super limiting. And like, you know, hearing it from like the human design perspective, you know, I feel like we're especially, you know, the threes, but three fives, you know, all of, all of the three energy, like trying things and testing and like um, that open nature of the G center, like, like trying something out. Um, you have to, it's healthy. And I feel like for me specifically, like it almost feels like a vibrating at the same frequency. Like you get into a yeah. space with a person or you try a place out, you visit a place. I feel like, you know, immediately if that is for you, you feel it deep Yes. in your body. Um, yeah. And sometimes we don't listen to it for right? sure. For sure. Like, oh, whatever. And um, actually someone was telling me that the G center is actually tied into um, the, it's tied with the liver. Mm -hmm. So like, if you drink a lot of alcohol, sometimes if you're open, um, that can also be difficult for you to like get in touch with identity, which oh, wow. I mean, which makes sense. But I mean, I don't know. I never really thought about it. That's <laughs> like interesting. That. I never thought of it like that either. And yeah. we're not really designed to be one thing. As Sammy said, especially if you have an open or undefined G center, 
you're going to have more than one job. You're going to have more than one main interest in life. You're probably going to have more than one uh, big relationship. And it's okay to try things out and go, oh, that's not for me, or that place isn't for me, or that group of people isn't for me. It, as a growing up, it really came across as flaky to other people. And so that's why I think people are like, pick a lane or, you know, mm -hmm. but really it's, it's more, we're just trying things out. And if we let something go, it's because it wasn't for us. And if we hang on to something, it's because we learned something new from somebody that we trust or somebody that we care about. And that, that's a great way to learn things. And it's not like we don't have our own style or our, our own personality or anything like that. It's just, we kind of fit in everywhere. I, I don't know about you, but mm -hmm. my whole life, I've really gotten along with pretty much anybody. And there's really not a whole lot that offends me because mm -hmm. I understand that human beings have a lot of different personalities and ideas and have grown up in different situations that have really implanted their morals into their head and their views. And mm -hmm. that can be hard to sway. So even if people have a view that I don't agree with, or that is very clashing with myself, I can understand sometimes, okay, that's their point of view. That's okay. That doesn't make them a terrible person. It's just who they are. And I think that's a really a really good aspect of the undefined G center or the open G center is that we really can look at other people and understand where they're coming from and who they are and accept it mm -hmm. and say, I want more of this energy or I don't want more of this energy, <laughs> but For we sure. know it's there. Yeah. And we almost know it like immediately. Yeah, exactly. It feel, and it, it feels that way. <laughs> it's hard sometimes to trust yourself, especially when you have, when it's an open or undefined center energy that we're talking about, because it is so in, inconsistent. For it sure. can be hard to trust yourself and hard to go, okay, are these people really my friends or am I just clinging on to them because I don't have anything else? And this can tap into the other centers that we have as well. Um, the heart center is almost always going to be entwined in G center energy, just because it has to do with our self-worth and proving ourselves to other people. So that's going to kind of always come in there. If you have an open heart, do you have an undefined heart? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, most of us do. Yeah, And it can really kind of mess with your other feelings, especially since a lot of the G center energy is about love mm -hmm. and finding love and feeling loveable. Mm -hmm. And the heart center is about worth and worthiness and showing people how much we are worth in this life. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool because that's why I geek out on human design is because it kind of all meshes and intertwines and not any one center is going to define you mm -hmm. or any one energy or your profile or your type or your incarnation cross. It all kind of weaves itself in and out. Sorry, that was my little human design geek out for the minute. No, I loved it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, so is there any time that you can think of in your life where your open G center has really sort of either really helped you out or really kind of hindered you, but you recognized it, even if you didn't know at the time what a G center was or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
you know, basically when I, when I think about it, you know, from, you know, I went to a performing arts high school and then went, and then I went directly into a conservatory program for school. I like knew what I wanted. At least I, you know, I thought that I did, you know, it felt like it was my life's purpose and I didn't question it like not one time. So like, even like looking back on it, I'm like, whoa, I, ha I have an open G and I never was like, oh, like what's going to happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like I never thought about it, it was never questioning my future. I just knew that I wanted to share stories and to, to like be an artist. Like that's what I wanted. Um, and then graduated college, immense amount of debt. <laughs> I went back home for a bit and started dating someone. Um, I never made time for that in my life. You know what I like? I never wanted a relationship. I was like, I want to just do, I want to be a creator. That's my life. I'm going to grow old with cats. Like that is my plan. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, and I didn't want anything to get in the way of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I kind of allowed myself to hold space for a relationship and just like to see where it went. And I'm no longer with that person, but you know, they were really into metaphysics and um, astrology and I kind of got curious about that stuff when I was with them and um, for me it very much overlapped with the study of you know artistry and like in theater school I was like rolling around the floor like touching my body yeah. like that's what I did awesome. <laughs> so like it kind of overlaps metaphysics and the study of of that and emotions it's all like related you know human experience is so universal but um you know, after I left school, I didn't know what was next and I didn't know what to do. And I, I didn't have theater in Louisville, Kentucky beyond like one regional theater. So I didn't know what I wanted and it was scary. Yeah. And I, I basically, I hadn't even been dating that person for a very long time, but I was like, I need to get to a bigger city. I need to be around people. I need to have that. Um, so I basically was like, we're going to California or we're going back to Chicago. <laughs> and we ended up coming out to California. Um, yeah, so I guess kind of, you know, you said that earlier, but um, being around the energy of other people is super important. You need to like feel it to like to feed off of it. And like, I definitely feel that for myself and it's definitely different in different places. But for yeah. me, like going from school into the adult, like real world, and then just like, my, my sense of direction and my purpose like felt completely in the air. Like I had right. no idea and I'd never questioned it until that point, um, which was interesting and kind of like looking back on it is very interesting as well. Um, yeah, I don't know, but um, just to kind of like tie into that story, I noticed for me, you know, looking back on that relationship, um, my open genus probably came in full effect open as well genus, I love it yeah. <laughs> my open genus uh, of like being with a person and kind of um adapting to who they are and their interests and being more um like I got into the school of metaphysics I was doing stuff with them because that was their passion and I kind of um didn't really fuel my passion because I was allowing my passions to become more of their passions um and I think that is really a part of the open g for me right. um and like looking back on it, I can more clearly see it. Um, yeah, I guess that's yeah. Fair. It's always kind of a dance with what is really my interest? What do I really like? Or like, am I picking up on stuff just because I think the person is cool? Or mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I felt about human design. Fortunately, yeah. human design is so niche. I feel that 
once I, there was a few months of just, I couldn't get away from it. I was like, all right, I, I guess this is for me. And it's not just because I love Jess Fields and, right. Aaron, and Aaron Claire Jones. Like this is oh. really something that I enjoy, but I have a very similar story. I grew up in California actually. And there was a point in my life where it was very similar to you. Um, I quit college as 28, 29. And I was working in a restaurant and I just was all of a sudden, well, no, it wasn't all of a sudden. It was actually slow. It was probably almost a year's time of me coming to this conclusion. And I, I just didn't feel like I was in the place I was supposed to be. I didn't see a future. I didn't see where I was going. Just like you said, I had no, I, I couldn't see it. It was mm -hmm. like completely blurry and I just knew I had to get out of California. Like it was such a strong urge and I've never done anything like that. I'm very comfortable in my alone time, in my house. Like For I sure. like all those things. And so to think of moving out of state by myself was such a huge endeavor that it terrified me, but I couldn't not do it. And right. that's why I knew it had to happen. And I picked Colorado because <laughs> it was not super south where it was humid and it wasn't super north where the winters were too crazy. I had never been to Colorado in my life. <laughs> and I packed up my two-door two Honda and like a U-Haul that I, that I pulled. I found an apartment on Craigslist. I don't recommend that, by the way. <laughs> but I did find one on Craigslist. And I drove by myself. And I got to my apartment, I got my keys and I brought all my stuff up by myself. And I just remember sitting in the apartment, absolutely terrified, but knowing I was where I needed to be. And I think that's where the, the, the terrified feeling comes from is when you have such conviction in your choice that you know you there's no other choice to be made. It's like, oh, well, I'm doing this. It doesn't matter if I'm scared or not. Like this is happening. Mm -hmm. And when we learned about the G center it, last summer, that experience, I was like, oh my God, mm -hmm. that was my open G center screaming at me. Like you, you need a change. You need a change of environment. You need a change, a big one for sure. And like, you know, I'm going to start crying. Hello. You know, me. Um, <laughs> yes. three weeks later, I met my husband and <laughs> on Tinder and I have never been happier in my life. And anytime I'm having a struggle, cause I still have struggles as everyone does. I remind myself of this single act that I did for myself that changed my entire life and mm -hmm. no one else was involved. No, people didn't want me to go. They were like, mm, of course my mom didn't want me to go. Right. But a lot of people thought it was crazy because I didn't know anyone here and they just thought it was crazy but I didn't care. And again, it was like the absolute most amazing best choice I can make. So if anyone is ever feeling that like an urge that just won't quit for sure, just jump into it. Even if it's really scary because it's going to be worth it one way or another for sure. Right. You might meet your husband or wife <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's a crazy story. It's so beautiful. Well, thanks. Yeah. And it really, and whenever I'm speaking about human design to other people and I need to come up with something really quickly, that's like, okay, mm -hmm. I did this without having any idea what human design was. This was 
seven years ago, I had never heard of human design in my life. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I just had this undeniable urge. Yes. And that can come from a lot of different centers. You might have you, you might have, a, unfortunately, a sacral breakdown where if you're an open sacral center living in a defined sacral world, you burn out. And that's the thing that says, hey, like, mm-hmm. listen to me. You're, you're, not, you're not here to run with the pack. You're not here to keep up with the rest of the world. And for me, it was, you're not here to be here. You need to be somewhere else. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So yeah, that was probably the biggest thing I've ever done for myself. And I forget about it sometimes. And then I have to remind myself and yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things when, when we think about it as human beings, there's things that we've done for ourselves that don't seem like they're a big deal, but then you realize where they've gotten you and it's like, oh, so those are the things you have to remind yourself about uh, so often because it, it reminds you that you can take hold of your life and you can make the choice. And even if you're a projector and you have to wait for the invitation, or if you're, uh, you know, a reflector and, oh, this is a 28 day choice for me. It, it all comes down to allowing yourself the space and time to make the decision from a body standpoint Mm -hmm. and not a mind standpoint, because nowhere in human design is the mind in charge. And a lot of us have open minds or heads. I don't want to get confused. Heads mm-hmm. and op- open heads can, can mean a lot of questions and a lot of worry and a lot of doubt. So it kind of throws fuel onto the fire of some of our other centers. For sure. I, d- I don't want human design to come across as this really heavy thing that we're fighting against because that's not how I feel about it at all. I know that's not how Sammy feels about it either. It's very liberating to learn these things and be aware of them in your life and to forgive yourself for your emotions and your reactions because we have no control over those things. But when you can observe them from a standpoint of, oh, that's not for me anyway, or I was just trying this out and I really like it, or maybe I don't. And it's all okay. All mm-hmm. of it is is just fine. And I think that's one of the main takeaways I love so much from human design is you can take, well, for me anyway, you can take what works for you and you can leave what doesn't and mm-hmm. whatever is not expanding, whatever limits you, you can leave that to the side because human design isn't a limiting belief system or I guess I can call it a belief system uh, at all. It's, it's an expanding system and it's a system of awareness. So I mm-hmm. love talking about it, as you know. Anything, sure. else, anything else you want to add before we we call it a day? Yeah, I mean, I guess one thing that I think helps me with my open G center is finding something that grounds me. Um, finding something, yeah. you know, even if it's not daily, because I definitely don't meditate every day, even though I know I should. And I know you meditate every day because I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked um, that habit up again. I dropped it for a long time of every day okay. and I just, and it hasn't been something I've been trying to do. It just kind of has been going that way. And if I do miss a day, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll forgive myself, but it is very helpful for me. I agree. Oh, it's, it's so wonderful. And, and when I was practicing like meditating every day, just the, 
the groundedness that I get from that is super helpful. Yeah. Um, moving the body, um, getting into the body through, you know, yoga, light stretches, um, breath work, anything like that. And like, I'm a quadruple Gemini. So I have a lot of air Wow. <laughs> so on top of my open G, just like extremely, like, I feel like just floating all over the place most yeah. of the time. Um, so doing things that ground me just feels like it gets me it centers me. It helps me kind of let go of everything that, you know, might be leading me in directions that aren't in alignment with who I am. Cause sometimes I get so excited with my, you know, defined sacral and there's just, I can do so much, you know, yes. and sometimes I don't know if I'm supposed to do it or not. Uh, and because I have the open G I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> um, I, I think so. Yeah, let's try it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's definitely a gift and I definitely love the open G center for many reasons. Um, it definitely feels like this, if you have an open G center, you shouldn't be like upset or like, Oh, now I have to float through life and not know, you know, I feel like right. it is a gift because it allows you to hold that space. It allows yes. you to be super empathetic without even trying. Like you're just like super vulnerable and open and um, yeah. And it's because you're literally like, you're taking an energy and it's just like going, um, and yeah, I feel like just knowing that and knowing that it's a gift and, uh, allowing yourself some sort of practice to just ground. Yeah. Yeah. Because there can be anxiety and stuff that comes up with an undefined or open G center because it's heavy questions. Like, where am I going to find love? Who am I? Where am I going? Like those are, that's mm -hmm. heavy stuff. Yeah. So when you have that sort of those sort of questions, it can often lead to anxiety and feeling a little too, uh, a little too high because mm -hmm. contrary to popular, popular belief, you can take your nervous system to an extreme excitement and extreme happiness that's not necessarily the best place to be for a long period of time. Cause you're way mm -hmm. up here and you're really revving your motors and your en engines. I learned this from Teo, by the way. Oh. Um, <laughs> so yes, it's good to be excited and happy, but if you try to keep yourself like way up at the extreme, because you think that that's where I should be because it's a positive emotion, Mm -hmm. it still works your adrenals. It still yeah. works your nervous system in a way that's not super natural for you. So yes, get excited. I mean, I get excited about everything. Hello. <laughs> um, and be happy, dance and do all your stuff. But, tr but this is something I learned because I used to do it. Try not to force yourself to stay in the high, like to be mm -hmm. up there because you think you have to write it. You can come mm -hmm. down a little bit and still be like, remind yourself, oh yeah, I did do that. I'm proud of that. Or, oh yeah, mm -hmm. I do have this podcast coming up. I'm excited to record it. Like it's okay to remind yourself of those things and your achievements, but to try to force yourself into a positive emotion because you think that's where you should stay can, can sometimes really and be a really hard fall down when you can't keep yourself there because it's impossible. I mean, yeah. we're not, no one can be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. So to ground yourself, is super important, especially for the open G, because when you have the question, who am I, where am I going? A lot of grounding practices simply answer it with you're here. Mm -hmm. It's now you're here. This is where you're at. For sure. And for the moment that can be the answer and that can satiate the open G to being like, all right, 
I'm here. I'm in this room. I'm sitting on this floor. I got it mm-hmm. for the time being. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So before we sign off, I have one more question for you. Okay. Who was your famous childhood crush? Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, 100%. 100,000%. From what what movie or what what was he in that was your... I definitely saw Titanic when I was six years old in the front row and I cried because I thought I would never get to marry him because <laughs> he died, you know? So I was yeah. like, I had trauma around the oh, fact no. that I would never have that Because that he was dead. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Mine, I would say from at that age, like young, young was probably Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, of course. Because I watched a lot of Home Improvement with my family. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when I got a little bit older in my teenage years, I had a big thing for Josh Hartnett. What he, was he? What was he from? He was in. Oh man, now I don't even remember what he was in. I probably uh, would recognize his face, but the name I can't picture. He's got brown hair, and there, I just can see a picture of him with like his pushed forward brown hair that look they used to do, and like his he had these squinty eyes. And it was like a bebop thing I cut out of a magazine and stuck on my wall. And and (laughs) I was terrified of boys for a long time, but I would just, I was just, I was the same way. I was like, I have, I have to meet this. I have to meet him. Like if I don't meet him in my life, I will die. Yeah. I had the poster of Leo and then I had like a Titanic book that like has all the facts. I still have it in my childhood bedroom. It's like this book of like all the facts about like the filming of Titanic. (laughs) That's amazing. A huge nerd. And I was like fascinated about the history of Titanic too. I was like, it's so beautiful. I love (laughs) that. It was very tragic, but also, you know, I really was obsessed with it. Well, I mean, there could be worse things to be obsessed with as a kid. So that's wonderful. That's thank true. you so much for joining me. Of course. I had thank you. a wonderful time talking with you and I'm sure everyone will enjoy this podcast and thank you all for listening and joining us here on chatting human design. I will catch you later. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to chatting human design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.